From the newsroom of the Rockford Register Star, here's what's new today. And welcome again. You have Jay Taft with the Rockford Register Star and RRStar.com's weekly sports podcast, Not Just a Game. We reach out and try and reel in the hottest topics out there in the sports world and bring in the guests to kind of break it down for us. Um, We've got another good one this week because things are finally starting to open up a little bit in the in the overall world as well as the sports world um and when it comes to extreme sports or maybe you call it action sports um they're also starting to creep back into the picture a little bit as well uh obviously everything has to come with new rules and regulations um but we've got a few of our um, extreme sports outlets are, st- are going to be opening up this weekend. One of them is the Chicagoland Skydiving Center, which is down south near Rochelle. Um, and it's a facility that has moved in and just um, given a boost to that entire little region there. Um, and skydivers from around the world um, come in for different jumps and different reasons and it's just such a nice facility and they do things so well over there Um, obviously they've been through tough times here they've had to hold off on their season Um, but they are going to be opening up this weekend and i have with us this week's guest is uh chris rea the director of operations chief instructor safety and training advisor out at chicagoland skydiving center um and he's a great guest this week because not only does he give us some fun background on um skydiving and what it takes and who's who is it made for but he also can help walk us through what are some of the new rules and regulations they're going to go through to get that place opened up this weekend um we're going to see parachuters in the sky again um, so let's go ahead and drop in on that conversation with myself and chris Rea. here it is first of all let's just introduce yourself a little bit give us give us a little bit of background on who you are and and the operations out there just south of Rochelle sure uh, well as you said my name is Chris Rea I'm uh, I'm currently the director of operations and uh, I guess you'd consider me the senior or chief instructor out here um, I started skydiving it's been 28 years now. 1992 was the summer of my first jump. And I I literally had never thought about skydiving before in my life, and uh, as seriously anyway, but a neighbor friend asked me one day if I'd be interested in, in joining him to go out. He wanted to do a tandem skydive, but he couldn't find any friends who would go with him. So... Uh, I said yes and uh, started myself down a path where at that time I never could have imagined, you know, how far I would have come. So uh, in the in those 28 years, I've made close to 10,000 skydives, uh, many of those as as an instructor, uh, both a tandem instructor 
and uh, an accelerated freefall instructor. So that's the program we use when we're teaching someone to skydive on their own. So you probably know that most people, when they start, they they come out and do a tandem jump. You know, it's very very minimal training. They get attached to the instructor. They jump out of the plane together, free fall together, uh, fly and land uh, the parachute together. So that's that's just a way to introduce people to the sport and um, and get them get them excited and and possibly if they you know get the bug like I did then then they might uh, choose to then learn how to skydive and and start down that path as well. I take it it's not for everybody. No, definitely not. I mean, um, you know, most people come out, uh, we do mostly, our business is mostly tandems. People come out maybe once or twice just just for the thrill. The, you know, they can say they did it, cross it off their bucket list, you name it. Um, but there is a certain small percentage who who really just, you know, get that that itch to that urge to come back and keep on doing it yeah you guys seem to get a lot of them out at chicago land skydiving center as well um what brought you to that operation and uh what brought you to this area here over near rochelle right so i started jumping when i was living uh at home with my parents in in grand rapids michigan there was a small drop zone about 30 minutes from home, and that is where I started skydiving and learned and became a skydiver. Uh, shortly uh, after spending like one and a half seasons there and, and sitting through Michigan winters, I realized I was not enjoying that, and so I ended up moving out to Arizona. Uh, I had some, I had grandparents out there and some other friends. And so when I was in Arizona, um, then I became, uh, for a short time, I became a full-time instructor at a small skydiving center near Tucson. But after, uh, I don't know, maybe six, six years out there, I started uh, missing uh, being close to family. Um, my you know, sister had a child, so I wanted to be closer, you know, meet my nephew and whatnot. So I ended up moving back uh, this way and ended up deciding to settle in Chicago because um, at the time when I was working, I was doing working in like a publishing type industry and Chicago had a much bigger market for that. So once I settled on Chicago, I realized I needed to find a new home drop zone and I had heard good things about um, about Chicagoland Skydiving Center, and had actually been there one time before to uh, to get a, a different type of rating, so that I could do a different type of tandem jumping. There's different manufacturers of tandem equipment. I had a rating with one manufacturer, but I needed a rating with a, a second manufacturer as well. So I did that at Chicagoland and. So on that brief visit, I met the folks there, and I decided that I really liked the vibe, and um, and so I came back. Once I moved to Chicago, then I came back, and and I've been there. I've been with Chicagoland Skydiving Center ever since. Um, 
that was the I believe the summer of 2001 so Doug uh, the 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 drop zone owner I'm sure you've, you've talked to Doug he uh, likes to joke that he and I are the the two holdovers the originals that are that are left because in the intervening years in 2011 we moved from Hinkley Illinois out here to Rochelle so Doug and I are the two staff members that have been here at the drop zone for with uh, that whole period. Right, yeah. talking about Doug Smith, the owner yeah, and operator. Yeah, Doug Smith, sorry. Right? That's okay. Um, yeah, and it's been a great move. I mean, you guys have really um, done some, some neat things out there at this location. It's brought that area to life. Um, and it's just been a neat thing for the folks all around here. I know people come from all around um, to get jumps in out, out at the facilities out there at the Rochelle Airport. Um, and it's just, it's been growing and, and it's just been a really cool scene and a cool vibe. Um, which brings us to a couple of months ago. Kind of walk us through, uh, this strange time that we've been in. Where, where were you guys at as far as preparing for a season? when this coronavirus pandemic hit and kind of give us an idea of what went on behind the scenes there for you guys. Sure. Yeah. So, um, as you know, um, here in the Midwest, Illinois, you know, we've got a winter (laughs) some years, some years we have more of a winter than others. So, uh, we're a seasonal operation. We normally operate from April, you know, the beginning of April to the end of October is about that's about the limit in terms of uh, you know jumping comfortably. So um, for the last five or six years that I've been here as a full-time instructor, uh, you know my winters have have been essentially uh, me being kind of a homebody. Uh, I do some freelance uh, computer work, you know, just to help pay the bills. But mostly the winter is a time to kind of um, recharge the batteries you know especially on after busy seasons where some of you know the instructors can do you know six seven eight hundred skydives between uh april and november it's good it's good to have a break so uh this this year was no different we i was ready for the the season to to come to an end uh at the end of october you know and um we just you know, Doug and I said, okay, well, you know, basically we'll see in a couple of months, you know, we'll, you know, we keep in touch over the winter, but, um, nothing, you know, he, he does his planning and I, I basically, like I said, I just, um, relax and, and help out where I can. So, um, this, this year when we realized that things were going to be very different, unlike any season ever. Um, yeah, it was, you know, we immediately, as soon as uh, Illinois went on uh, shelter-in-place order, you know, Doug, Doug said, okay, well, we're pushing back the opening date from the middle of April to, uh, initially it was the end of April, then it was the middle of May, and then now, now, now we're finally going to be uh, opening up here uh, this weekend. The final 
final weekend here in May. Um, it's been so, one, it's been a big holding pattern all along, hasn't it? It's just kind of yeah. waiting and just thinking maybe now, maybe now. Yeah, it's again for a lot of our staff leaves for the winter anyway. They go to uh, warmer climates to um, to continue skydiving. Some of them go overseas. Uh, my wife and I um, stay here because she's a, a PhD candidate at Northern Illinois University, and um, or rather, I should stay a, a PhD student. And so uh, it's just easier for us to to stay here rather than than to move around. So um, so in terms of it hasn't. It didn't really change my winter much, other than realizing, oh boy, okay, now it's going to be. It's going to be longer before you know I start making my my uh, you know, my main income for the year again. So that's kind of, I've uh, gone ahead and and filed for unemployment assistance uh, with the as an independent contractor. I used the the pandemic unemployment assistance that allows us independent contractors to, to get some benefits. So yeah. but, that's, but now it's the, the light at the end of the tunnel. We can finally see it a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. Everybody's here, excited, right? Yeah. I mean, what, give us an idea and you being the safety and training advisor, I'm really glad we're getting you on. Um, give, give us an idea of why now, what, what are we, what's allowing us to, to get going again. And that means by that we're talking about, you guys are basically opening up, uh, this weekend, Friday, um, I believe you're doing some jumps. I'm not sure if that's just staff on Friday. And yeah, on Friday is is just a day f uh, for staff to uh, to get current. You know, to kind of blow the dust off. If you know, some of us haven't jumped since October, um, so we need to make a you know essentially a, a solo jump uh, just just to get back in the air and practice our emergency procedures uh, before we start working with uh, with guests and Saturday we're gonna do kind of a soft opening for um, you know licensed skydivers and uh, again we're gonna be spending most of that day helping those people who are uncurrent to get current again so lots of one-on-one -on -one, uh, skydiving will happen with licensed skydivers only on Saturday and then and then the plan is uh, to then start tandem jumping on on Sunday, and then student jumping uh, on Monday. Okay. All right, and it's uh, so it's going to slowly start creeping back in, and that's kind of the idea here. And and as I mentioned, you being the safety and training advisor, give us an idea now of what what it's going to take to do this right. Yeah, so that we've uh, been having uh, staff huddles over Zoom, much like every other business in the country. Um, staff meetings where, you know, we're um, trying to figure it out, much like uh, any other business, because there's really no way for us to 
do socially distanced tandem skydiving. You know, at a certain point, you're literally going to be, you know, a, physically attached to to uh, to an instructor, and you know, or or to a to a guest, and and so that, you know, has that fact has has made us, you know, think long and hard about different, you know, what we can do to to mitigate mitigate the risks. So. Um, yeah, so what we've settled on is basically we're going to be following many of the, the current CDC uh, guidances uh, regarding safely opening uh, back up. We are going to be doing um, daily um, COVID questionnaires and temperature uh, tests for everybody that plans to, to skydive that day, and that'll We'll continue doing that until the CDC says we can relax those guidelines. We're going to be requiring face masks um, to be worn when people cannot be socially distant at least six feet. So much of the time that people spend here is, you know, the pre-jump waiting around. Um, We've got the nice, you know, we've got a nice courtyard and, and area, camping grounds where, you know, people are pretty free to roam and, and it's easy enough to maintain that social distance. So if they care to do so, they don't need to wear masks at that time. But once once everybody is at a point where they need to be, you know, face to face with an instructor or so on, then we're going to be requiring the, the face masks to uh, protect um, my, the staff and, and the guests uh, as well. We're going to be limiting the number of people that we allow in the airplane again um, until until the CDC uh, you know allows us to, to change. So, so initially it's just going to be 10 jumpers. I think the plane will on in normal uh, operations can take as many as 17 or 18. So there'll be less people in the plane, uh, and in the plane again, the masks will be definitely required because again, it's a small, small uh, space, uh, shared air. So um, you know, we're we're doing what we can um, to to mitigate the risk, but you know, just like every other. Uh, business in the country we really nobody really knows exactly you know how how COVID is is spread so all we can do is is follow the best practice guidances from the CDC and and hope that that uh, that that works out for us yeah if, if you do it right I mean number one a lot of what you do is outside obviously <laughs> jumping out of an airplane is kind of getting out um, and there's just got to be a lot of people anxious. I mean, I know there's a lot of people anxious to get back to some some sort of normalcy, something. Um, and then you get you add in the adrenaline junkies and the thrill seekers, and I'm one of them. I'm sure you're one of them. But we have a different little switch that that light has to get flipped inside. I bet there's a lot of people really anxious to get out there and get up in the sky again, huh? Yeah. Yeah, we're seeing like a lot of interest 
um, among the licensed jumpers to get skydiving this weekend. Um, the tandem, the tandem reservations started dropping off as soon as the the shelter-in-place orders um, started, but uh, they've been trickling in, and in the last couple of weeks, as we get closer and closer to uh, you know the date at which the governor said it's okay to start opening up businesses. Um, you know, the phone lines have started ringing again and people want to know when they can schedule or reschedule a previously scheduled uh, skydive. So yeah, people people are ready to, to get back and and jump and, and feel normal again. And it's kind of a neat feeling because it's, it's unusual. It's not the start of a normal season. It's not your normal, okay, let's, let's get going again. It's, it's got a little extra added adrenaline to it already. So it's like, let's go. Oh my goodness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the, our plan is to just, you know, follow the guidance, um, and then really closely monitor what's going on. We've, you know, we've asked, um, people if, somehow they you know start to feel sick after you know you know within two weeks of being here we've asked them to to please contact us so we can do some you know trace back who they might have jumped with and whatnot so again my my top priority is is keeping my staff healthy um and if i keep my staff healthy then you know i'm we're more likely to keep our guests healthy so it's it's kind of a difficult new normal, you know, it's, but, you know, we're not asking anybody to do anything other than, uh, you know, think about their fellow human beings and, and, and protect them, you know, put a mask on, stay six feet away. It's really not that, not that difficult. Yeah. This Chris Ray, a director of operations and one of the chief instructors, safety and training advisor out at Chicagoland skydiving center you've been so helpful this is good stuff um i got a feeling we're going to see a lot of shoots opening yeah in the area here we're looking we're looking forward to it so if if you're any of your listeners have been thinking about it or or wondering yeah we're we're open for business you know things are a little bit different than they have been in the past but um people are still going to come out here and really uh get the thrill of a lifetime by by making a, a, a skydive with us yeah i look forward to it let's do a podcast during a jump <laughs> I, I can see i mean the audio might be a little tricky um but but i think the excitement level would make up for it so let's let's work on that one maybe yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah sounds good chris thank you so much and good luck with the with the opening and with uh, i hope you have a great season Thank you, Jay. Appreciate it. For more from the newsroom of the Rockford Register Star, go online at rrstar.com.